Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! At box ce soir, Alexandre Vachon et Brandon Pitball. Oh, alors, Eric Nielsen, Jonathan Tremblay. Alors, Gord et Kevin Cormier. Oh. situation. There is a Cape Breton screaming eagle on the bench. He is on the bench in the middle of that pileup with the Teton. That is George Davis on the bench and he jumped right into the bench and that's what we're talking about. What's up everyone and welcome to another episode of Five in a Game. I'm your host Jordan and today's episode we are in episode 14 it's a special one. We're going to do the top Quebec Major Junior Hockey League goalie fights. Um, it was sent in by one of the fans this week. It was going to be the Cataracts, the five toughest Cataracts, uh, and Q&A with Samuel Duplain, but I decided to put that one off uh, for this week as a fan wanted me to do uh, top goalie fights. So I'm going to make his wish come true. I got the top five, and I'm also going to describe... Uh, an incident that happened a few years back with uh, Jonathan Waugh, the son of Patrick Waugh. He was a goaltender, and he actually got charged for assault for a beating that he did on uh, a Shakutami Saguenay's goalie, Bobby Nadeau. Um, it was, he, he beat the piss out of him, a bit, uh, just to basically put that in a nutshell for you. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but to top things off, I want to thank my sponsors. This is, uh, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, over 50 shows on the network. Every NHL team is represented, so there's definitely a show out there for you. Also, it's presented by DraftKings. Go there, sign up. It's free. Use promo code THPN. I also want to give a shout-out to another one of my Hockey Podcast Network pals. That's the fourth-line voice, Darren, over there. Darren's an absolute beauty, man. Um, he just had a, released a great episode um, with a guy from Quebec where they talk about the LNAH and the Quebec Senior AAA team, that league. That league is something else, man. So definitely go check out that guy. He shares amazing stories about his time looking at the Sherbrooke team and all that. So it's it's a really good episode. So definitely check Darren's uh, fourth-line voice out. Amazing work. Uh, Darren's actually the reason this podcast exists because I had such a fun time on his podcast. I decided to do one of my own. So thanks, Darren, for the love and support, man. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I, I don't miss uh, an episode of Darren's, man. The guy does amazing work. Also, go check out Five for Fighting Podcast. Alec over there. Alec kills it as well. Alec's put on a good hell of a show, man. It's definitely one you guys want to check out, so definitely go check him out. Uh, he focuses on the ECHL. He has a YouTube page, Five for Fighting. Same with Darren, Fourth Line Voice. Go check it out. Uh, another guy, the Nordiques Knuckles podcast, Joe Lazito. Joe puts on an amazing episodes, man. It's an absolute. Uh, it's 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 great to see Joe's show. Um, one I hope day you guys have a great Tuesday. To to. I'm Joe glad that you made it through me, Monday. In my opinion, you know, that's the start of the best, week. So definitely go check I out the Nordiques Knuckles podcast. Make the rest podcast. of your week all right, guys. So thanks great again for Joe listening host. to Five and Games on there. So go check and, uh, it out. I won't hold up too much of your time. I'll get right into it now. This is my part two with Brian Hand. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening. Ryan Hand came on. He was an absolute amazing guest, man. He really was. I uh, shared a lot of good stories about his time over in the queue, uh, the LNAH, and when he played overseas. Uh, sorry, sorry, it's kind of late here, so I just wanted to uh, get an episode in for you guys for Tuesday. I'm kind of slacking a little bit. I had a busy weekend. Uh, my son's birthday party's coming up, so I have to get ready for that. So there's just a lot on my mind. But yeah, so definitely, guys, go check out that. I got an amazing first interview, player interview with Eric Lizon. That was a real fun one, man. Eric, another great guest, Tristan Manson. Uh, definitely go if you didn't if you're not up to date on all the five in a game definitely go check it out guys i'd greatly appreciate it if you guys could like and subscribe hit that like button same with the youtube channel hit that like button i'd greatly appreciate it so yeah we'll get into it guys the top goalie fight of the quebec major junior hockey league um yeah so i'm gonna i ranked it one through five. I just did the top five goalie fights. And what I'm going to do for you guys is actually you guys will be able to go watch um, these fights. Oh, sorry. I keep yawning. Fuck. Oh, sorry. 
Um, you guys can go watch all these fights. I'm going to put them in order. I'm actually going to make a little video there of all these fights that I'm going to go over uh, from five right to number one. And you guys can go check them out on the YouTube channel so you guys can check them out on your own. So I figured it'd be something cool, you know, just to let you guys physically see because some of these fights, you know, I, I had a search high and low. Um, I've been do going over some stuff, and these are the ones that I, I've seen actually um, – I believe three of these in person. So yeah, they're Cape Breton. Uh, three of them are Cape Breton fights. Hey, I'm from Cape Breton. Got to represent. They put on some good tilts here in Cape Breton. So especially the goalies. Um, I was at a few games when the when it got wild back when it was actually fun to watch. You know, I'm beating a. I really am beating a dead horse when I talk about that fucking new version of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I mean, that would never happen in today's game. You know. You'd never go to a Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and ever see a line brawl anymore or the goalies fight or benches clearing. You'd never see that. And it's not like, you know, we have to see it every single game, but it just it just was the emotion back then. Um, it really was. It just sucks that, like, every league now is like that. Um, you know, you might get the occasional one. Like, just a couple weeks ago, actually, in the LNAH, they had a fight in the warm-up, so good for them. You know, good for them guys for still keeping it alive, man. I know it's the LNAH, but I absolutely love the LNAH. Big LNAH guy. Um, I've also started, you know, collecting jerseys um, from the LNAH. Um, I have a Thomas Belmere uh, Blizzards jersey. You know, he fought Sean McMorrow in it. Um, he fought Steve Bosse in it, Samuel Duplain. He's got a couple, uh, a couple of good tilts in this jersey, and uh, I'm glad that I own it because, in my opinion, he's running the league over there. Thomas Belmere's on a whole other level. I mean, here I am talking about the LNAH. So, you know what? Now that I'm on the topic about it, I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, a couple episodes ago, I had a guy message me um, and ask me where I'm going with the show, what's my direction, what's my plans. And, you know, I was just... The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is just something special to me, and it holds a very special place in my heart, and I'm never, ever going to let that go. Um, and I usually get, you know, guests on there. But I was listening to, like, Darren's podcast, actually, and he was talking about the import rule that the LNAH got. And it's, you know, if you only play in Quebec and you only played in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, you can play in the LNAH. And it got me thinking. And, yes, I'm throwing the complete blame on Darren again. I was listening to Darren's show and he was talking about the import rule and all that and how stupid it was. And then you know, I was thinking, you know what? I'm kind of doing the exact same thing with my podcast. Uh, I'm doing the exact same thing. You know, I was so just having Quebec Major Junior Hockey League guys on, which I am. Like, I'm still never, ever going to give that up. But, like, why should I limit myself to just having the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League guys out there? So, you know... What's going to happen with the show is it's not going to be like everybody else's show. You know what I mean? Like, I'm strictly am, I, I'm more focused on the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the rich history that that has and the stuff that I've seen growing up. But I also want guests from other leagues on my show. You know what I mean? I just don't want... I'm, I'm not going to have everybody and their dog on their show. But, you know, I've been talks with uh, a few players, man, a few different players and um, some went on and played the OHL, WHL, LNAH, and um, I just feel like I want to open up the door for you guys. Um, like I said, the roots for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League are strong for me. I'm never going to give up on that. Um, I still love that, and but like when it comes time, I just don't want to limit myself um, to, you know, just Quebec major junior hockey league guys, where this is a Quebec major junior hockey league enforcer podcast. I am going to, you know, dabble in other waters as time goes on, because like, it's just like anything else. The river will eventually dry up and I am going to have to go branch off into doing other things, but this is still going to be the way that it is. It's just, I'm eventually going to have to, you know, get other guests on from different leagues and hear a bunch of stories. And that's exactly what I want to do. Um, with that being said, I kind of want to give you guys a little, you know, spoiler alert for what's going to happen next week. Um, I have a guy that I did an episode with. I'm doing a player episode next Tuesday. It's going to be with Marshall Warden. Marshall Warden was an absolute great guest. Um, he was a great tough guy in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for those out there who followed them. 
uh, follows the queue, will know who Marshall Warden is. He played for the Acne Bathers, St. John Sea Dogs, with PEI Rockets. He had a good little career there, and he was a real tough dude. And he even fought Ashton Bernard in the warm-up, which we talk about during that episode. So definitely tune in next Tuesday when I talk to Marshall Warden. I got a lot of uh, swords in the fire, guys. I got a lot of player episodes with that I'm recording over the next couple days. I got a little. I got a big fish on the line here, um, and I don't ever. Uh, I'm not ever going to spoil that one. Um, it's going to be a shock to your system when that happens. Uh, but um, I got a lot going on for the Five in a Game podcast, and I just want to say thank you to the, all the listeners out there who uh, watch the show. You know, you know, who are, who are hitting me up on Instagram, sending me DMs on Twitter and Facebook. It just, I'm very grateful for you guys. So just know that I really, really, truly love that I got a good set of fans here. Because um, this started off as just a little something small and it snowballed into something bigger. And I have a lot of fun. And hockey fights is my passion, just as light as it is with Darren's, as it is with Alex, and it is with Joe Lazito's. Um, and the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook. If you're not in it, go check it out, man. I mean, that's an amazing page, and it means a lot to me. And I, I always gravitated towards those guys. So um, I have a lot of love for what they did and what they do. And I just want to have as many on as a show I can as, and just literally hear everybody's story. So, um yeah, so that's what's going on. Sorry, I got into a big ram on there. I will get to the top goalie fights of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, but I just wanted to come out there and say that. So, like I said, big things are happening to five in the game. Um, I just want to say again, thanks to you guys for listening, and thanks for always being there. And I look forward to uh, making better episodes, getting some more feedback, and entertaining you guys because I really do enjoy this, and I'm, I'm I hope you guys enjoy the show as much as I do making it. So, like I said, if you guys could like and subscribe, even write a review, just say like you know, good show or something. Like it goes a long way with me, guys, because it's true. I got three kids. Um, I have a wife. You know, I'm doing the family thing, and on top of that, I'm running a podcast. Um, I'm from Cape Breton, but I work in Alberta, which I'll be leaving at the end of the month to go back to. But don't worry, the Five in a Game podcast isn't going anywhere. Um, I'll still be able to do the show. Still got my player guest interviews. Uh, the show is once a week. One, it's once a week because it does. you don't burn out as quick. Two, it gives you time to edit. And three, it's just you don't want to run out too quick. You know what I mean? You just, you don't. Two shows a week is great. Some guys can do it, no problem, but... It's not a it's 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 not a sprint for me, you know what I mean? It's a marathon. I'm looking to go for a long time and I just want to entertain you guys as much as I can. So again, guys, sorry. I'll get my lips off your asses. I just want to say thanks. Thanks so much. So, let's get into why you guys are here. Let's talk about goalie fights in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, something that you don't see anymore. Um I was actually fortunate to see a few line brawls where I got to see the goalies going at it. Um, and I will get there and I will talk about it, what it's like when I was there, when I get to that one. But we're co- I got numbers one through five. And I also want to talk about the Jonathan Waugh incident, which I spoke about earlier. And we'll get to that at the end. But number five, I got Etienne Mercou versus Philip Cataret. Car- Car- Cataret. Sorry, my my bad, guys. Cataret. Um, these guys actually played. Uh, this happened in 2013, I believe. Yeah, 2013. I'm pretty sure. Um it was a big, huge brawl between the Armada Blainesville versus Bakemo Dracar. I don't really necessarily know what started the damn thing, but the bench is clear. I mean, the backup goalies are fighting. Uh, everybody's everybody's fighting. But this was a really good tilt between two young bucks. Uh, Etienne, in my opinion, you know, got the better of Phil. Um, it was a really good back and forth. I mean, the, when you're fighting in a goalie jersey, man, I could just and goalie gear, I could just, I could just imagine how hard it would be to throw a punch. Um, but they actually have a pretty good tilt. Like I said, the backup goalies fight. Um, the whole everybody's fighting. The whole everybody on the ice is fighting. I mean, it's an absolute bench clearing brawl, and um, it's a really good, it's a really good one. So, like I said, I'm gonna edit these ones and put them together and make a clip for you guys on YouTube. You guys will be able to check it out. I'll post it on the Facebook page. I'll post a link on Instagram. I'll post it on Twitter. I'll post it all over the place so you guys can go see it. Uh, but that was a really good fight, and yeah, you definitely want to go check it out. Um, coming in at number four. I got Martin Hull versus Fabian Luongo. Um, that's actually Roberto Luongo's brother. So I'm actually at this game, and what happens is Charles Fontaine from the Eagles, um, he cuts over, and he absolutely demolishes a, buddy, a guy. I don't know which player it was. It's so far back now, I really don't know which one it is. I'm talking like 2005 
2000 no it might even be 2003 so anyway i'm giving you the backstory so charles fontaine catches this cat with his head down crushes him in the first period so you know intermission happens all that so charles fontaine's back out and uh one of the actually bathers players dumps it in and and Hool covers it and when Hool covers it charles fontaine is there and he's like making sure it's in his trapper and jonathan tromblay the hammer is on the ice looking for redemption, man. He makes a fucking beeline at Charles Fontaine, cross-checks him, knocks him down to the ice, and just tries to, you know, go after him and hammer him on left. A full-on line brawl happens. Uh, Nathan Vino's out there trying to get at Jonathan Tremblay. Um, Wantaluck is out there, another big guy, six foot seven or something like that for Ackity Bathers. Um, there was just it was just a brawl in the corner, and Hool, you know, challenges the uh challenges the goalie and there they are man they're at center ice they're squaring up both trading blow for blow who lands a good shot and starts getting the better of fabian luongo he turtles and who just kind of pushes him off to the side well when who pushes him off to the side you know he walks he skates down to the the uh, exit there and they open the door and go to let him out fabian luongo gets up and he starts holding his mouth and he looks down and he can see his blood Okay, so his mouth is bleeding. So when he sees his blood, this dude just drops to his knees, man, and just faints. Dead smack center ice. Um, the ambulance had to come to take him off the ice. Um, I don't even know if that guy has ever played a game after that. I'd have to look into that. But, yeah, he just dropped, and it was kind of a freaky moment. Nobody knew really what was going on. Didn't know if like he had like a freaking heart attack or what the fuck happened. But he passed out because he fainted because of his blood. Um, and like everybody was like, it, he was on the ice, man. It felt like forever. Um, even the Eagles trainer came running out and tried to give a hand the best he could, but yeah, he didn't get back up. So it was a good fight overall. It was a good fight. You know, everybody was on their feet and pumped up and shit. Like it was, it was a pretty good tilt, man, but it was a scary moment for everybody around. You don't ever want to see a guy down like that, but you know, it, it happens. Um, so, yeah, that's what happened with the number four fight. Um, the number three fight, I was actually here for this one as well. As well. Marc-Andre Fleury versus Kevin Lachance uh, for the uh, Quebec Ramparts. Um, there was a few fights this game. A uh, few fights this game. Mario Jolly fought. Uh, da- David Massey fought. Um, I'm trying to think. I forget who they fought on the Eagles. But, anyway, uh, a brawl happened again on the ice. And Samuel Duplain was on the ice there, and he came, the fight happened in front of the Eagles bench, and these guys are all throwing punches, and, you know, it's just a big riot show going on, and George Davis is actually, you can see him in the video that I'll post, you'll see him trying to rip uh, Duplain into the bench, but Duplain's, like, not having any of it, but him and Davis are swinging at each other, Duplain's on the ice, Davis is in the bench, and he's just trying to do as best as can to do it, and then the attention gets dropped to Kevin Lachance as he makes his way down, to uh, Marc Andre Fleury, man, and Marc Andre Fleury, um, for those out there who don't know, he can fucking fight, man. Uh, Flower could he can throw them, he can hold his own, hundred um, percent he could. And this is what happened in this fight. These guys go at one another. Um, both guys landing really good shots, and then Fleury gets out of his out of his chest protector. And like ducks under, and he just starts. He lands two straight good ones to Kevin Lachance's jaw. Um, they continue to fight. Didn't get knocked down. Kevin Lachance, man, tough goalie, man. That guy f- gotten a few Q fights, um, four or five, I think, with him. But yeah, Kevin Lachance, man, he came coming down, and him and Flurry, they had an absolute war. Um, really good fight. Um, like I said, I was there. I was sitting right behind the Eagles net when I seen Kevin Lachance coming down. I was like, oh my God, what's Fleury going to do? And then I seen him taking off the gear and I was like, we're well, going to see Marc-Andre fucking Fleury. Cause this is when Fleury had the big hype around him coming out of the queue. Right. Um, I believe this year here, he got drafted to the NHL the fall that summer, uh, like going into the next summer. I mean, but yeah, Fleury, man, he, him and Kevin Lachance, they had an all out war, uh, at center 200 real good real good fight uh again something you never see but like that's what it was back then you know what i mean uh there was a lot more line brawls a lot more rough and tough hockey um and everybody on the ice was accountable for including the goalie so if the boys were battling in the corner 
chances are the other goalie was going to, you know, extend the offer and see if he wanted to shake them off. And this was the night Flurry did it, man. It was a really, really good fight. So I'm um, happy to say I've been there. Like, that's one of the reasons why I got this podcast, man. Like, there's a lot of good memories I had going over at Center 200 as a kid and these line brawls being one of them. Because um, on any given night, like if it was the Eagles versus the Acadie Bathers T Tan, or it was like um, the Mooseheads, even Quebec, you just you never knew what you were gonna get at the hockey game, and a brawl could literally break out at any given moment. Man, it was it was something to see. Uh, moving on to number three. No, sorry, number two. That was number three. I got Kevin Lachance again versus Eric Savale for Ramuski, Quebec and Ramuski. Um, uh, same thing, a line brawl breaks out. The boys are out in the corner. It wasn't even nothing absolutely major, to be completely honest with you. Um, it wasn't nothing crazy. But that Kevin Lachance, man, I, I, I got to look into it. I don't know if he fought Flurry before or after this. After this fight, I got to look back at that. I don't really know what happened, who he fought first, but he was just full of piss and vinegar, that guy, man. And if any given moment that there was something going to pop off that he could shake off that blocker and trapper, Kevin was taking it. And back then, Quebec had a real tough team. Um, they had a lot of tough guys on that team. Like I said, Sammy Duplain, Mario Jolly was on that team. Uh, David Masse, who's overplaying in the LNAH now. They had a lot of tough guys roll through that league, man, including goalies. So, yeah, these guys go at it. Real good tilt. A lot of good back-and-forth fight, man. I'd actually have to give uh, Eric the the edge on that one. Um, if it was me saying it, you know what I mean? I think he got landed the better shots. I think he had more control of the fight. Um, like I said, these guys are in goalie gear now. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to shake them off. But, like I said, these guys, they had a real good tilt. And goalies were willing and able to throw down at any given moment. Um, what I got in as number one, again, I was there. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury versus Adam Russo. Adam Russo was another tough goalie, man. He played for Acadie Bathers for a long time. And him and Fleury had that battle because Adam Russo was also a really, really good goaltender. And, you know, it goes around the league that Marc-Andre Fleury is the number one. He's the best in the league. You know, some guys don't think that especially when you're in the position that they're talking about. You know what I mean? Goalie, talking about another goalie. But Adam Russo was a really, really good fucking goalie, man. Like, really good goalie. Um, he put up really good numbers for Acadie Bathers. He played for a tough team. Um, that team bred toughness back in the day. Uh, Bathers, man, they really did. They had a lot of tough guys, including Jonathan the Hammer Trombley, you know, Jeremy Knight, James Reinald. Andre Waltalock, um, the list goes on, man. They 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 bred a lot of tough dudes, and they thrived on toughness, and uh, they expected the same way for their goalie. So, um, I believe Adam Russo and Marc Andre Fleury fought twice in their careers. I think so. I thought I heard they went at it in Bathurst as well, but I was at this game again um, when Fleury fought Adam Russo. So again, another night. Bathurst in the house. Um, you can't miss it, right? So, uh, on ice shenanigans begin again. Another brawl breaks out. There was a hit from behind that just caused an absolute fucking melee. Um, everybody starts going. And then Adam Russo comes out, Fleury comes out, and these guys go to center ice. And I cannot wait to show you these guys, this, show you guys this video if you, in case you guys did not see it. They fight for over a minute. Um, it's a really good long, uh, a fight, man. Just, as in, uh, as a whole in general, you know what I mean? Not just strictly for a goalie fight. It's a really good fight. They really have a really good fight. Really good back and forth. I mean, both of them, you know, getting the better at shots, landing a good flurry of punches, and then the other one takes over and gives them a run for their money, man. It was a really, really good fight, and I, I couldn't pass up by putting it as the number one. I really couldn't because, one, I was there, and, two, you guys can see for yourself when I make this little um, five-fight uh goalie video for you guys where you guys are going to be able to see the fights yourselves again i'll post them on my youtube page um but flurry and adam russo really stole the show man especially for that night at center 200 i mean the crowd was buzzing man it was it was electric in there it was just it was a real good time to be a hockey fan in the quebec major junior hockey league back in the early like 2000s 
the place was packed. Good hard nose hockey. Um, lots of scoring. Lots of fighting. I mean, it had it all. It really and truly did. And it just sucks that they drained the life out of that league. As long as the way they done with every other league. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a guy sitting at home right now listening to this who who grew up watching like the OHL or grew up watching the WHL who still to this day, you know, they breed them a bit. They're not having a fight role or any of that. Good for them. But what I'm getting at is, you know, there's someone out there that's that grew up either as my age or a little bit older who went to these games back then and know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I mean, where's the emotion at now? You know what I mean? Where's the rivalries at? It's just, there's none of that anymore. And it just sucks that people nowadays won't get to experience that type of hockey. You know what I mean? Like now you go to these junior games for a night out with your family or something. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we got literally nothing else to do. Um, We went to the movies last week. Why don't we go check out a junior game? And before it now like now it's a last resort back then it was the first thing you knew you were doing on a friday or saturday night you know what i mean that place should be jammed solid you get like everybody shoulder to shoulder um the people with in the crowd with their signs the heckling of the goalie the heckling of the players i mean they, they booed them when they came out um and i think even they fed off that you know what i mean like the the other team fed off that i guarantee i could speak for some players that know that they played better when the fans were involved whether it was for them or against them man so like i said it's it just sucks that the fans aren't going to experience this and that's something that i absolutely love going there like i couldn't imagine what an lnah game back in like 2003 right to like 2010 you know what them that league was like with the like the aura the 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 atmosphere like everything in there would have you buzzing it'd be electric like you're plugged in when you went to these games and now it's just you know the heartbeats running flat it's a flat line man so but anyway, like I was saying, Marc-Andre Fleury, Adam Russo, they steal the show, have an absolute banger of a fight, and that is my number one for the top five fights uh, as Quebec Major Junior Hockey League goalies. Um, J.S. Shagir actually had a fight. Um, I forget who it was against. J.S. Shagir had one. I wouldn't even call it a fight. He had a shutout that night, and some shit pops off. He skates down. Uh, it's not much of a fight, so I couldn't even put it on my radar. But if you type it in on YouTube, it's up there. Uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League goalie fights, you'll find it. But don't waste your time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like I said, guys, I'm going to mix all these into a video for you guys and, you know, really set the tone there and let you know firsthand of why I picked these fights that I did. Um, if there's guys out there who, you know, saw better ones or had any recommendations, by all means, um, I can go over this topic a thousand times, guys. Um, who was your best line brawls? Who was the best bench brawls? You know what I mean? Who, like fight some warm up, you name it. It happened at some point or another in the Quebec major junior hockey league. Um, I'm actually going to do my top 10 toughest players that ever played in the Quebec major junior hockey league. Um, even I could do, like, even for the seasons, like, who was the top 10 toughest guys in 2003? Who was the top 10 guys in 2004? You name it. Like, the list goes on and on. There's always ideas um, for this stuff. Again, uh, the questions and answers, things I came up with. I do have one with Samuel Duplain. I'm going to read that one on when I do the top five toughest shooting in cataracts that I was going to do today, and I said it on my last episode, but I figured I'd put that one on the back burner for a later date and give you guys something different, uh, especially when the fans call in and they give you topics or, or things to go over. Like, it's great. It really and truly is, and I hope if anybody out there else is listening, if you guys have some topics that you think that I should cover or go over, by all means. And, you know, um, I don't... I like. I'm up for absolutely anything, guys. If you guys, like, not to steal it from Darren, but Darren's doing the, the Mount Rushmore's of every team's tough guy for the NHL, which is absolutely amazing, which I got to send that in, by the way. Darren, don't worry. It's coming, brother. It's coming. I can't leave you hanging. I know you're, you got a bunch of things to go over, and you just love tallying up the score. I can hear you now, you know, sitting at the table, looking out the window, just yelling at it like you say, yeah, I always do, my friend. But I think it's a great idea, and you never know. Maybe I'll do something like that for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League guys because, like I said, guys, the fans out there, I see the numbers, I see the views. Um, it's really great to see, and I'm glad that you guys are as passionate as I am. 
about it. But um, yeah, like there's just so many things we could do, guys, um, for this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry to ramble on yet again. You're like, oh, here's Jordan getting into one. But seriously, though, you know how it is. Like everybody out there is a fight fan, especially if you listen to my podcast, Darren's, Alex, or Joe Lazito's. You guys are fight fans, man. And just like fight fans, so are we. The only difference is, is we get on the microphone and talk about it and we blast our uh, rants and raves to you guys. And it seems like you guys really enjoy them. I know I did. That's what drove me to kind of do something like this. But um, yeah, like definitely, guys, we're all fight fans. We're all here. We all have memories that the leagues can't take from us, whether they try to water it down or not. But yeah, if you guys got comments, questions, concerns, um, definitely don't be afraid to hit me up, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, um, I'm on it. Um, and give me ideas, man. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your, you know, everything. Like, um, I post pictures all the time. I post uh, hockey cards. I collect Quebec Major Junior Hockey League tough guy cards. Um, I got a good little uh, set going there uh, from a little bit of every team, which I'm going to post later in this week. Um, I post, you know, Joel Terrio for the Helpbacks Mooseheads, uh, Alex Vachon, Gabby Rock, Thomas Belmare, Sammy Duplain, Curtis Thibault, Cody Doucette, um, the list goes on. Eric lies on Ryan Hand, few uh, past guests of the sh- guests of the show. Um, shout out to them guys. Um, but yeah, so like I said, you guys got any ideas? Definitely throw them my way because I'm always up for discussion. Um, I'm gonna throw uh, the open invitation out there. If you guys grew up watching the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and you guys got some stories from your end of neck of the your neck of the woods, I'd love to hear them, man. Uh, definitely open to have some guys on who like just talking about the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, LNA H, the door is open, guys. She's wide open. Um, whatever you guys are into, I'm definitely down to listen to it because um, like when I when I went on Darren's show there, he wasn't really familiar with the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, so he was just like a sponge wanting to know about it. He knew some guys that came out of it, and uh, I was just kind of giving him some information about there, and you know, it was kind of a we're all students of the game guys you know what i mean um everybody's got their cup of tea everybody got their favorite fighters everybody's got their you know their men and their guys that they're soldiers that they they back 100 percent. and um like i said i'm always down to open to hear what you what it was like being a being in the stands at a valdor four years game or like a moncton wildcats game wherever you guys are wherever you're from um if you can speak english um I definitely love to have you on the show because I wish I could speak French because that would open up a whole different door, uh, but I can't. Um, so not all Canadians are French. So, but um, yeah, so I'm 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 down for that as well. So um, that is my top five goalie fights uh, of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, in a minute, we'll get into the Jonathan Wah incident that happened back uh, a few years back. Um, 2004, five, maybe 2004. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to look it up here in a second before we get into it. But yeah, so Jonathan Waugh, um, the son of Patrick Waugh got himself into a little bit of criminal, criminal shit there. Um, I think, I believe it was the league that did it to him, but we'll get into all that in a few minutes. Uh, we are going to take a Quick second to listen to a message from our sponsor. I know how much you guys love that. And when we return, uh, we'll get into the whole Jonathan Waugh situation and what happened with that. Also, I will post that on my YouTube channel as well. So you guys can go on and check it out and see what I'm talking about and and have your take on it. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, it was definitely a touchy situation. Um, it was definitely something that I've never seen in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League before. i never seen somebody get an assault charge for anything that ever happened in the game of hockey. Like, I know back in the day, they used to swing sticks and take the top row of your fucking teeth out, and nothing was said. That was just the way the game goes. But this was kind of where the league was changing a little bit, and things were uh, taking a different turn back then, and a guy almost went to jail for it, so... Yeah, so like I said, we'll talk about Jonathan Waugh, the son of Patrick Waugh. We'll also, what else can we talk about today, guys? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'll tell you about the top fights I saw here at Center 200. You know, just to add a little bit more something-something to the episode where it was about the top goalie fights, and that was my opinion. But maybe I'll talk about the uh, 
couple of good fights that I've seen here in Cape Breton because, like I said, I'm from there. got to watch a lot of Eagles games, so we'll go over that topic as well. But, yeah, sorry to keep you guys hung out here on the line, but we'll listen to our sponsors. We'll come back. We'll talk about Jonathan Waugh, my uh, couple of shots of who I, what the fights that I've seen here at Center 200, and, yeah, we'll go from there, guys, so. Bear with me. And now, here's a word from our Are you sponsor. ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you'll need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. to see what prop will be boosted. You know, this year is a really big Super Bowl, Kansas City versus the Eagles. I mean... I have to say the the Kansas City is going to take it. I really and truly do. I think they have the team to do it this year. But I mean, the Eagles battled this far. You never know. They might download steal the, the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet five dollars on Super Bowl Fifty Seven and get two hundred in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. So. Let's get into the Jonathan Waugh situation. Um, Jonathan Waugh played for the Quebec Ramparts. Um, he's the son of Patrick Waugh. Um, and he got himself into a little bit of trouble there um, a few years ago. Um, Jonathan Waugh was playing for the Quebec Ramparts. And a line brawl broke out. And he just really wanted to fight. I mean, he really and truly did. He tried his best in any way, shape, or form to try to get a fight going. He was trying to fight players. I mean, he went over to the bench, you name it. This guy just wanted to fight. And, you know, he came down. The ref stopped him and started taking him back. But another fight broke out. And for some weird reason, man, the ref just let go of Wah. And Wah skated all the way down to the other end of the ice. And he just pushed the goalie like right through the net, and the goal like the goalie didn't even move. Like he seen Wah coming all the way down. Wah had his helmet off, had his gloves off, all that, and he just didn't want any part of Jonathan Wah. So Jonathan Wah pushed him through the net and started punching him in, and he was on the ground. And Jonathan Wah was just you know teeing off on the guy on the ground. He really and truly was. Um, he was just pumping him up. Like there's no there's no other way to. Uh, really say it. He did put a, a a beating on this guy, uh Bobby Nadeau. He uh he didn't want nothing to do with Jonathan Waugh whatsoever. Jonathan Waugh got uh fined five hundred dollars and he got a seven game suspension, but it didn't stop there. Um he actually was charged with assault. Uh he had to go through the whole court situation, man. I mean it was a really big deal. It really put a black eye on the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, that's when it really started cracking down. That happened in 2008. I looked it up. Um, yeah, it happened in 2008, and it just it wasn't a really good scene for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I mean, it was in the papers. It was on the news. It was absolutely blasted everywhere. It just, you know, when things go good, they the news doesn't cover any of that, right? They always have to cover the stuff that it, it's, it's just bad. Um, and in this situation, it really and truly was... Um, he didn't, he, you see it often, like, you know, like, you don't see it too often, I mean, I'm like, ugh, sorry, I don't mean to say that, but you see players hitting other players while they're down on the ground, let's take Dave Hamill, for example, over in the LNAH, that guy hits you on the ground constantly, he hits you when the refs are in between you, he hits you whenever he can swing his hand, that guy's hitting you, and that's just normal, because it's Dave Hamill, and I guess you could kind of charge him for assault at that point, uh, judging by what happened in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Not like I think that should be what happened. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's a hockey game, man. I've never seen anybody get charged with assault before. That'd be like saying when the boys drop their gloves, they're going to charge each other with assault. No, it's part of the game, but this wasn't part of the game for the league. Like I said, the guy was defenseless. He didn't want to fight. Jonathan Wild pushed him through the net and just started raining down right hands on on the dough, man. And he got charged with assault, and uh, he was given an absolute discharge, and he had to donate $5,000 to charity. Um, and he never played after that. He um, actually became a singer, I guess, uh, according to the newspaper and stuff. He doesn't have a criminal record. Um, it was all washed away after all that. But still, man, scary situation um, for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Like I said, this poor guy 
didn't want nothing to do with it, and Jonathan Wall just went down there. And, and again, it was Patrick Waugh's son. I mean, what if it happened to any other goalie? Would it have been a big deal? Maybe, but it might not have hit the news you know what I mean Patrick Waugh was new to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League everybody knows he's known for being a hothead and he he I've seen him put in action here in Cape Breton man I mean I've seen that guy stand on the bench and curse out the referees I've seen him throw sticks on the ice I've seen him throw water bottles I've seen him get kicked out of the game I've seen him get booed I've seen him get cheered you name it um that happened but um since it was Patrick Waugh's son I mean that didn't help the case right but anyway it, it that's what happened in 2008 um, big deal. Um, like I said, uh, Jonathan Waugh now, whatever he's doing now, he learned his lesson. I mean, he said that through the courts and, you know, maybe he didn't, it, it didn't think the outcome was the same because after it was over, I believe he was giving the finger to the crowd and all that jazz. Like he was pretty fired up. Uh, a, a player actually jumped off the bench and actually went after Waugh as he was trying to skate off. Um, Sebastian Rouge, I think his name was, he, uh, he actually went after Waugh and they had another little fight there, but, like I said, that's the first time in history that I've ever seen a guy get charged for that. But, you know, you see it once, and you never see it again, especially in this day and age. You never see that again anyway. And now here's a word from our sponsor. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good. But most of the time, it's pretty unrealistic. Um, I, you know, I, you know, I had the same New Year's resolution everybody else did. I was going to eat better, you know, go to the gym and stuff like that, but, like, things, you know, just don't really pan out that way. I've actually found the smallest change in your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. You know, Raycons have been a pretty big deal for me. I use them with my podcasts. I started going for my walks and I use them all the time. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. I have multiple pairs. I keep one in my car and I keep one on top of the fridge, you know, just so I have one on me at all times because you never know when you're going to want to use them. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure that you feel great about your purchase. They offer pay now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guaranteed. You know, I really, really like them. The earbud tap functions, the noise isolation, and awareness mode. It really works great. So if you're ready to buy something small with a big impact, go to buyraycons.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So yeah, guys, I'm going to talk about um, a couple of tilts I've seen here in Cape Breton. Um, one of them off the top of my head that was an absolute banger. Again, I'll put this one on my YouTube channel. Um, was Nathan Vino versus Scott Gibson, man. Victoriaville coming to Cape Breton. Uh, two big boys, man. Real, real big boys. Um, Nathan Vino was our tough guy. He'd be our number one uh, for sure. And Scott Gibson was the number one for uh, Victoriaville. And these guys, it was late in the third period. There was a couple fights that popped off in that period. I believe Michael Teshe fought Mario Scalzo. Um, yeah, just a couple of fights. But this one here was the main event. You know what I mean? This was the main event. Um, Nathan Vino and him in, they started off it uh, kind of by center ice there, more towards the player's bench. And these guys throw bombs. I mean, Scott Gibson lands an absolute haymaker that just completely crushes Nathan Vino's visor. Um, it goes flying into the crowd. Uh, he cracked him, man. Vino, Vino's visor was long gone. Um, and they just plant their feet, man, and they just start absolutely swinging. Uh, they really do. Um, absolute banger of a fight. Like I said, I'll put the video up on YouTube so you guys can see this one as well. It was an absolute burn burner of a fight. Real good fight. Um, another fight I was at when I seen it. We're going to go rewind back a little further. Uh, Pascal Morenci, uh, for those out there who, who you guys probably know him, for those that don't, um, he went on and played AHL for the uh, Bridgewater, uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers, I mean. Um, 
he he he's pretty known for jumping off the bench and going after Dion Phaneuf in his call uh preseason game against Calgary Flames. Dion Phaneuf lands a big hit. Morenci jumps off the bench, goes to try to fight him. But Morenci was not a big guy, five ten, I believe, maybe five eleven, and he used to only fight guys that were six feet and taller. Man, like um, Nathan Saunders got to be six four, six five, and Pascal Morenci. They dropped the gloves in the zone of the Moncton Wildcats, and he skates backwards and leads them to center ice, and he just hits them with a bunch of fucking deadly left hands. Says whack, 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 feeds it to him right quick, drops him down. The crowd goes nuts, and he was a real showman. He really and truly was. I mean, you guys go over there and feed off the LNA hate, so those guys pumping up the crowd. But that was Marenzi here uh, in 2002, 2003, I believe. Um, no, 2001, 2002. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he was there. And a little backstory for that is uh, my dad, uh, not the biggest hockey fan in the world. Um, he, he doesn't really care for it. So I remember growing up, I said, you got to come over and check this out, man. You got to check him out. Check out the hockey game. So he comes over with me and he sees it. And Marenzi fights uh, Dominic. No, sorry, Tra- Travis Stacy, I believe. It was a Stacy anyway for the Drum and Bill Voltazors. And Marenzi gives him a good little lick in. And then, you know, Stacy takes him to the ground, holds him down. But when Marenzi gets up, he starts showboating to the crowd, fixing his hair, you know, pumping up the crowd, doing the eagle sore. And my dad just fell in love with Pascal Marenzi, man. And my dad used to come to every single game. Uh, we were there when George Davis jumped in the bench. But before that, prior to that, Pascal Marenzi beat the brakes off of Patrick Gosselin. And my dad was there and he loved it. And later on the next year, they traded Pascal Morenci to the Randoranda Huskies. And my dad has not seen another Eagles game since. He didn't go over there. Once they traded Pascal, that was literally the end for my old man. And that was it for him. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. He just, that just wasn't his cup of tea after that. But, uh, yeah, so other fights that I seen, I was there when George Davis went at the Moncton Wildcats bench. Uh, Darren actually has a clip of that on his YouTube channel. Um, little bit of a scuffle happens, man. And Luke Pelham's over there by the bench and George Davis just gets up and makes a beeline for him. And thank God Luke Pelham ducked, man, when he did, because George Davis would have took his head and just put it up in the upper ball. Like he threw everything he could into it and ran into the bench. And this was the year after Georgie jumped in the bench of the Acne Bathers TT. And he was just, George Davis was a tough cat, man. He like he really and truly was. But uh, yeah, another guy I probably I seen uh, with Pascal Morenci. He put on a real good show against Dominic Tweed, an up and comer fighter for the Randoranda Huskies. Uh, buckets off, you know. Started at center ice and went at it, man. And they had a good fight. Um, Morenci got the better of him in that one. Morenci was just quick with the left hands. He really and truly was. Um, another blast from the past, um, Hunter Lahash fighting Ryan McPherson for the Halifax Mooseheads. Ryan McPherson doesn't get talked about enough. That guy was a big, tough dude from the Halifax Mooseheads, man. And, uh, McPherson must've been six, five himself. Uh, real big lad, real tough cat. And these guys put on a wicked, wicked fight, man. I would say that fight went on for about a minute. Hunter Lahash, who holds the record in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League with the most penalty minutes ever, uh, ever recorded. Uh, as a player, not a season. Marc Andre Waugh holds that record, six hundred and fifty three in one season. Marc Andre Waugh, another bad dude. Um, I'll get into that fight in a minute. Um, but yeah, so Hunter Lahash, Ryan McPherson, they have a burn burger, absolute great fight. Um, Hunter Lahash, another tough cat man. Um, there was one year they had Marenzi, Davis, Ryan Flynn, and Hunter Lahash all on the same team at once. So that's what I'm saying. Like um. The lineup for the LNAH team, when you see like the Garrett Burnett, the Steve Bossy, Matthew Rabby, um, Brandon Sugden, and Patrick Cote, I think it is, um, they classify that as the toughest line ever in hockey. But back in that day, that would have been the toughest line in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, having Davis, Pascal Morenci, Ryan Flynn, Hunter Lahash. Um, and we had J.F. Baudet, too. He was another tough guy. Doesn't get talked about enough. Not a heavy, heavyweight, but a guy who could hold his own. Um, Marc Andre Waugh, the guy who holds the most friendly minutes for one season, he had 653. Marenzi that season actually finished with 599 uh, penalty minutes, I believe. Almost got 600, man, but just couldn't get that uh, extra two minutes or nothing or a tenner. 
But yeah, uh, he holds the record for the most penalty minutes in a season, 653. I was there when he fought Nathan Vino here at Center 200. Um, them guys put on a clinic of a fight, man. Real tough dudes. Um, starts off in the Eagles' end. They drop the gloves, make their way to center ice, buckets off, and just throw bombs, man. Absolute bombs. Real good, real good tilt. Um, another one, Trevor Ettinger versus Ryan Flynn. I said it in my first previous episode. Uh, for those out there who didn't listen, uh, Ryan Flynn and Trevor Ettinger was my actual first fight that I actually recall seeing at center 200. Um, just two, two big men, you know, like... Ettinger 6'6", six, six, Ryan Flynn 6'6", six, six, um, and they just, now looking back at it now, I mean, like, what a what a first fight to see, you know what I mean, what a good first fight to see, um, and I was drawn to it ever since I saw that, man, like, I really and truly was, like, I seen that fight, and I was hooked, I was just hooked, and then when we got Ryan Flynn from the Mooseheads, I was like, wow, like just i met him what a nice man you know what i mean all these tough guys are um um some of them you know they get a bad reputation but i don't like for for i would say the people that shit on the fighters always look for an scapegoat so they pick them guys when the team's doing bad or like they didn't win their fight that night or whatever it is but i guarantee very rarely that people had a bad encounter with an enforcer they are probably the nicest people i've ever met uh Really, uh, they really truly are. Like I've met a lot of tough guys. I met Ryan Flynn. Uh, I met Pascal Morenci, Hunter Lahash. I met Gino Ojek. I met Sean Thornton. I met Tristan Manson. Um, and these guys, literally, man, are the probably the best people you could ever talk to um, in person. Like I've, I've those uh, like the guys I didn't record with, like Eric Lizon and Ryan Han. Like um, I've seen Ryan Han in person, but I was a kid then. He wouldn't remember me. You know what I mean? But um, just a bunch of great guys i can honestly say that man these guys are really really great guys and what they do on the ice is a job and yeah they're tough but these guys would give you the shirt off their back and would do absolutely these are are the the people who are aren't selfish at all um you can't really be selfish in a job like that you know what i mean you're putting the team first you're putting your body on the line for these guys but i i I don't know. I'm only speaking for myself, but I guarantee not too many people had a bad encounter with an enforcer. Um, these guys are absolute. They're great guys, man. Um, speaking of enforcers and great guys, I just want to finish up this episode of uh, a guy who plays in the LNAH or played in the LNAH. He played there for a very long time. David Lacroix. Uh, or Lac Rouge, however you want to pronounce it. Um, he just got diagnosed with stage four cancer, and he's only a few years older than me. He's thirty four years old. I'm thirty one. I mean, Dave. Uh, Dave has a you know a road ahead of him, and I wish him nothing but the best in his road to recovery, man. Um, so I'm gonna uh, post the link here. They got a GoFundMe page for David Lacroix. Um, he spent a lot of time in the LNAH, man, really tough cat. And it's something you never want to see happen to anybody. So I'm going to post a GoFundMe page there on my, uh, on this link to this episode. If you guys can or want to, if you guys got a couple bucks to spare, uh, definitely donate, uh, to Dave LaCroix, man. The guy is only, like I said, 34 years old and he's got one of the biggest fights he's ever going to fight ahead of him, man. And I wish him nothing but the best, um, and on his road to recovery, man, um, I really hope Dave shakes this, man. Like, the guy's been in the league for a long time, and he did everything he could to learn the craft and do what he could do. And it just sucks to see a guy in his position and at his age be dealing with something like this. So all the best to David Lacroix, man. Um, like I said, I'll post a link here in this uh, description for this episode. You guys want to donate, great. Um, definitely thoughts and prayers are with David LaCroix and his family. And I wish you nothing but the best, David, on your road, brother. Um, you're, you're a warrior, bro. You got this. Um, and like I said, I wish you nothing but the best. So if you guys would like to donate, please do so. It'd be greatly appreciated, uh, and help David on his fight to, uh, beat this shit. Um, but yeah, guys, that's all I have for you on this episode a five in a game. Uh, this was a really fun, good episode, guys. I'm thankful you guys joined me for this one. Um, uh, 
I think I already gave you the guys the spoiler for next one. I so far back. I don't even know what I said. But um, tune in next Tuesday when I go one on one with Marshall Warden in a player interview. I got a lot of player interview guys coming your way, so definitely bear with me. Uh, but yeah, the Marshall Warden coming out uh, next Tuesday. Definitely check it out. Um, again, thanks to all my fans for uh, listening to Five in a Game from all over the world. I see people in Finland, Slovakia. You know, all over the place, checking 05 in a game, a game, and the support absolutely means the most to me, guys. So, like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, that episode I got with Marshall Warden, man, is an absolute banger. Um, real tough, tough kid, man. Um, real tough kid. He's the same age as me. Um, uh, like I told him, I'm pretty sure I got a pamphlet of me playing against him uh, up in Halifax when we were kids. Uh, I played with a couple of guys. Uh, I played against Brett Gallant as well. And, I, uh, yeah, I played against Brett Gallant. It was a tournament up in Halifax. I got that pamphlet. I'll have to go down my dad's and f- find that and post it. But I know Marshall Warden's definitely one of them as well. So, yeah, we go over a lot, man. Marshall took on a lot of tough cats. He tells me about how he got to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I throw some names at him and tell him. Uh, he tells some stories about the guys that he fought. He also tells me the story about what went down in the warm-up fight against uh, against someone that I know, uh, again, grew up with, played in hockey against, and uh, is Ashton Bernard, another Quebec Major Junior Hockey League tough guy. Uh, drafted by the New Jersey Devils. Ashton was one tough bastard too, man. There's an episode in itself. I'm going to have to see if I can get Ashton's ass on here and uh, talk because that guy, that guy went over to the LNA hates too and fought a lot of tough dudes. But yeah, guys, it's just definitely tune in next week uh, to the episode with Marshall Warden, uh, episode 15. I really can't believe we're on episode 15, to be completely honest with you. Like I said before, this started off as just uh just a little hobby, man. Started off as a little small YouTube channel. I was doing, uh, which you guys should go back and see if you want. Um, I got the visuals up there where I started adding the fights in when I'm talking about the players uh, I'm talking about and the fights they had that year. Um, kind of going over as a pl- fight to play on the screen in front of you. Or you can listen to the audio version uh, if you go back to episodes. Um, I think I did six of them before I started doing player interviews uh with actual people making shows i I did uh sammy duplain was my first one uh marc-andre wah marty doyle jimmy bonneau george davis and thomas balduke man tommy balduke played in the lna hate you guys know him another bad dude but yeah i do go over the history uh of the guys they fought um marc-andre was fight card where he went afterwards um same with sammy duplains i uh where they went afterwards um i just focus on the queue their stories in the queue though but i just briefly tell you is where they left after they left the queue um they're really fun good episodes guys if you guys just want to go listen to them you can also do that on all the major podcast platforms you can definitely go check it out um they're out there guys so yeah, like I said, if you guys aren't caught up on everything that's going on in five in a game, um, it's right there in front of you guys. Go back and check it out. Um, they're really fun, good episodes. I'm sure you can hear in my voice as I go on how I progress, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable uh, talking to you guys. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable talking to the players. Um, but yeah, it's just a learning curve for all of us, and I'm glad that you guys are on this ride with me um, as I'm taking the journey in the podcast world talking about the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League enforcers and now talking to enforcers all over the world uh, and the job they did, the leagues they played in, where they came from and where they grew up playing hockey. So it's 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 an honor for me, guys. So like I said, thank you so, so, so much for the support. Um, again, you guys can write me, 5 in a Game, on Instagram, 5 in a Game on Twitter, 5 in a Game on Facebook, and my DMs are always open. I'm pretty quick to reply. If not, I will definitely get back to you guys once I see it. Um, like I said earlier, you guys got any suggestions, topics, you know, players, uh, whatever happened to them or whatever like that, I'll try to dig up the dirt and see what I can find. Um, uh, but yeah, um, like I said, thank you so much guys for the love and support. Um, I love it when I get a message from somebody and say, Hey bro, just checked out the episode. Absolutely awesome. I loved it. Can't wait for the next one. Um, you know, I got a pretty good fan base going on right now. Um, I got to try to build the social media accounts up, guys. So tell your friends. 
tell your friends um, that five in a game is out there um, and I'm out there doing it um, for you guys, like I said. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to this week's episode, episode 14. Don't forget to join me next week as I'm coming in talking to Marshall Warden for episode 15. And then I got a lot, a lot of guys coming your way. So until then, guys, take care. Absolutely had a blast with you guys today. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week. Um, I hope it's not as uh, cold and snowy as it is for me here right now. It dropped down to minus 40 on Friday, I believe. It was pretty much the coldest time this Cape Breton scene in a very long time. So I hope you guys ain't dealing with that. If you're somewhere hot, damn you. I'm extremely jealous. I mean, like I said, it was minus 40 here Friday. I think it's minus 21 right now. I can't wait for the weather to, you know break it's absolutely ridiculous i mean it, it's absolutely ridiculous but you know i don't want to take up your guys too much time i'm sure at this point into the episode you're probably getting sick of hearing me talk just like i am myself so thank you so much for tuning in for episode 14 and i'll see you here next week on episode 15 here at five in a game take care guys and this is what i'm concerned about down the stretch this could get out of hand the fans love it but boy, oh boy, the two coaches have to be careful in a situation like this. It could get ugly. It really could get ugly. You don't want things like this to get out of hand.